All right, so we're happy to announce that we'll be at the rodeo this week doing interviews with a bunch of PJs on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, day one is going to be longer uh, forum interviews, and then day two, we're hoping to do shorter uh, interviews, given an introduction, and then your most memorable uh, mission. Coming up next to speak about the rodeo and the reunion is the Vice President of PJ Association, Steve West. Awesome guy. He was a PJ for a while and is really involved in it. Um, all the association guys are volunteers, so it's awesome that they give their time to put on this event every year, every other year. Yeah, it gave a great insight on uh, the history of the rodeo and the reunion and uh, gave us a little glimpse of uh, some events that are coming up next week, so that was exciting to hear. His outlook on what the Charlie shenanigans should look like. Right, let's uh, try not to have a repeat of uh, last reunion, please. Andrew. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I know that you're super busy leading into the PJ Rodeo and reunion to get, you know, 20, 30 minutes out of your day to just kind of talk about what you guys are doing, how the rodeo is lining up would be awesome as a lead in. Excellent. Well, uh, so what I was saying just a minute ago, we're that I want to make sure this gets on there. The cool thing about the rodeo and the reunion, especially for guys that are out, you know, guys that have, you know, out a month, a week, like the guy you were just mentioning uh, also, is that when we get back together, you realize that some of these stories that get told, you don't remember it the same way, or you may not remember it at all. Uh, for me, uh, you know, that's that's the big part of staying connected with the community and and listening to your guys' podcasts. I, I really appreciate what you're doing because, you know, you're out here in the civilian world and you're hanging out with people that don't know what you did. And there's really not a lot of reason to bring up what <laughs> some of the stuff that we did. And that's why you go to a reunion is you sit around and you hear guys tell stories and just like listening to your podcast, you hear a guy tell a story and you're like, oh, that reminds me of this thing that I did. I mean, a big part of it is when I wind up telling stories to civilian people, a lot of times I wouldn't believe me if I was telling that story to me. Like, I'd be like, that sounds like bull crap. <laughs> but you get together with PJs and you're like, they're telling stories that are, you know, 10 times crazier than the stuff that you did. And you're like, that checks, you know, it's, it's a, just, uh, you know, the, the fact that you're doing the mad cat, we're all mad. It's, it's a, there, there, there was the other tagline under the, the, the Cheshire cat. I don't know if you've ever seen the one that says a strange situation, a wild occupation. Have you guys seen that? Um, that's, that's the other part of that of that patch that we had when I was in and uh, and it's like, yeah, it is. The cool part about this reunion is that the last reunion in rodeo, this, that's where the idea of this podcast was even born. Cool. So coming back here two years later and having, you know, a bit of an established podcast now, I'd say, and being able to record uh, some stories is it's going to be exciting. Well, and we're excited to have you. Yeah, so what does the kind of the lineup look like as far as um, what you guys are setting up for the reunion, 
the difference between kind of the reunion and the rodeo because i think all active duty pjs right now are like oh yeah we're going for the rodeo they are not even thinking about the reunion um or they lump it into the same thing sure so the the history of the pararescue association goes way back i mean it it, it goes back to the early 80s late 70s and the rodeo even started earlier than that. We used to participate in a thing called SARX. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. We used to compete with the Canadians. And the Canadians still do SARX, but, um, you know, that kind of fell out of favor. Probably, I want to say the last one would have been in the 80s that we might have done, or maybe the early 90s. And, uh, you know, SARX was a, was, a, it was a jumping and a medical competition. Um, and so we started, you know, the, we would host it down here and then we would go up and do it in Canada. And then, uh, and then we started doing, I don't have my dates exactly right. Uh, I'm sure, but it's probably been about probably 16 years, uh, ago, 12 years ago that we started doing the rodeo and the rodeo incorporates some of the other stuff that we do. Uh, we've still had some Canadians that come down, but they're just not set up to host us up there with the four-day event that we do. The reunion's been going on for longer than the rodeo, but we put them together because we, as an association, want to host an event that is, you know, fitting of the of the guys that are still in the career field and going downrange and stuff like that, and so. As the association, we host that, and then it leads into the reunion and the end of the of the rodeo, where we can uh, participate with you guys as far as being able to come to the award ceremony and uh, mingle with the active duty guys, and they get to mingle with some of the guys that they've heard about or maybe worked with years ago or stuff stuff like that. There's a lot of that. Uh, crossover and we do that to maintain the legacy of pararescue kind of like what you guys are doing so we had at in tucson there was a bunch of events obviously charlie showed up but i think the coolest event is you guys did the generations of pjs and then charlie parachuted in to the opening ceremony that was really cool when we originally wanted to do the podcast we came for the rodeo and we're like wow these guys have so many great stories I know John Lane was doing something similar to us um, and he was doing it with Air Force PA. I don't know if those plans really came to fruition. I I think the stories of the older generations of PJs when they're there and even when they're interacting with active duty PJs, it's just like so much knowledge coming together in one. And it makes you have a huge appreciation for our community. Not to take anything away from anything that anybody else does, but I think what you guys are doing is special because it's PJs that are, uh, uh, you're excited to hear the stories and you can prompt those things coming out of the guys that I think a PA wouldn't. If if I sat down to give an interview with a guy that was from public affairs, he's just going to expect me to tell a story and I'm going to need to have a beginning, a middle and an end. And there may not be the tangent that uh, comes from a, hey, what, what was that you said a minute ago and why did, you know, how come you guys did that? And, and something that excites you to hear about that, I think leads to a much better conversation about the history of what we do and what, what the guys are doing now. 
kind of one of the bigger reasons why we wanted to do this too, Steve, is that we wanted to kind of line up what we're coming into for the reunion. Is there anything that you would like to like put out there and be like, hey, this is going to be some of the highlight events that we want everyone max participation at? I know probably everything is. There, there's going to be a handful of people that are going to get in early. They like to hang out and, and get caught up and stuff before the actual uh, formal reunion starts. Uh, the teams are going to start showing up Saturday and Sunday. They have a mandatory briefing on Sunday night. Were, did you you guys have competed? Did you guys compete in Tucson? We kept, yeah, last year. Okay, so uh, so you guys know, but uh, for those that don't, the guys will come. The teams will come in on on Sunday night and, and have a briefing. And so there's two separate schedules that are coming in to play. the uh, The rodeo schedule is going to be jumps on Monday, shooting on Tuesday. Both of those are just across the river in Indiana. So anybody that wants to go out and see that, if the, if they're in early and, and want to go see that stuff, they're, they're able to do that. Wednesday is going to be the ropes. That's also the first day of the reunion. And so on Wednesday, we're going to have registration. But anybody that gets in early is going to want to be out on 4th Street. If you haven't been to the Galt House, the Galt House is on 4th Street on the river in Louisville. It has two towers, one on the east side of, of 4th Street and one on the west side. And there's this atrium bar. It's a giant glass atrium bar that spans between the two buildings. And just on the river side of that is where they're going to be doing the ropes course on Wednesday. And everybody's going to be able to see that. It's it's probably going to be, you guys saw what we did in uh, Tucson, where it was you know, kind of off to the side there. It was still between those towers and was kind of cool, but this is better. You're going to be able to sit in air conditioned comfort uh, in the atrium bar and watch these guys. They're going to start down on river road and they have got to come up to the pool deck and they're going to shimmy across. They're going to put Mr. Hertz in a Skedco and repel him back down and stuff. So they've got the whole thing set up right now. And uh, that's going to be really great for everybody that's coming in. So that's when the things start to combine. Uh, later in the day, we're going to actually do a little mini air show out on the pool deck. We're going to do, we've got the helicopters from Arizona coming in with the C-130s. They're going to jump. We've got, uh, they're going to jump the flags in. The big kickoff is going to be the SEAC, CZ Colon Lopez is going to, he's going to, Repel, not repel. He's going to get hoisted down into a boat and then come ashore. And that's going to be, that's going to be kind of cool. And then we've got a couple of low and slows and some other stuff that's going to go on in the right there in the river. And we're going to get to see all that right from the pool deck, which is going to be pretty cool. Then we'll have our icebreaker where everybody, you know, can mingle and stuff like that between the competitors and the, uh, and the reunion goers. And then Thursday is the Monster Mash, and that's also going to be just outside the hotel, like down next to the river on a big lawn there. I think they call it the Big Lawn or the Great Lawn or something like that. They'll be able to go and, and do that. We've got kind of an open day other than people that want to go watch that during the daytime. We'd like to uh, we'd like to get people out there to watch that. That's kind of why we try and host it in, in a place where people can watch it. When we did it in... Um, 
uh, Patrick. We did it in Cocoa Beach. That was quite a show. I mean, I've been the guy before when you're retired and you're just, you know, part of the association and you're not the guy anymore. You wonder why all the women are standing out on the beach watching the guys do the monster mash because they got dropped about 500 yards offshore and swam in. You know, they're running down the beach in uh, ranger panties and, you know, all jacked and everything like that. And all us old guys are like, you know, you married us because we looked like that at one point. What the heck? So we'll be able to, the Monster Mash is going to be close by so the, you know, the ladies can still see the show if they want to. Um, they're not, they're not swimming. They're, they are paddling, but that's a little bit further down the river. Um, so that's on Thursday. And then in the evening, uh, we're doing the, uh, the salute to uh, the SEAC, which uh, that's going to be a nice function where we're going to, we're going to honor uh, Ray for everything that he's done for the career field and how far he's gone and, and stuff like that. It's going to be, uh, a, you know, a nice event for him. The um, everybody's invited. There's no extra charge and stuff like that. And also on Thursday, if I don't, if you guys don't mind me throwing it in there, we have time set aside for you guys. You guys can talk about your schedule, but we have a room set aside for you to interview anybody that's there and try and get these stories down and stuff like that. We we have an hour and a half interval starting at 10 o'clock all the way going uh, three times through for Thursday and Friday. Uh, we'll try and get as much people as possible. Also, we're going to do kind of some mini interviews with more of the newer age of PJs and say, you have a story. We're going to sit down and let's go from the beginning of your story. Excellent. And we also so we have, uh, we're partnering with Hatfield Media, and then uh, we're going to be getting recordings and just professional uh, audio and visual for our Instagram and then for you guys to also use as well on your website. So that'll be coming also. Right. And we're, we're excited about that. We're excited about getting these stories down the um, I'm going to, I'm going to read something because otherwise I'll, I, I don't want to mess it up. The association exists to strengthen relationships among all air force pararescuemen and combat rescue officers, past, present, and future fostering camaraderie among those who have earned the title PJ or Crow while providing an extended community for all Air Force pararescuemen, Crows, and their families. And that's, it, it, it dovetails with what you guys are doing, getting those stories down and fostering the, you know, the community. And that's what we're, we want to support you guys in doing and, and, and be you guys giving us access to that and being able to put it out there and keep it forever. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what we exist for as an association. Definitely excited to keep this going. And uh, my vision at least is between the reunions, we continue to do the zoom recordings and putting them out on uh, Spotify and um, Apple music or Apple podcasts. But for every reunion and rodeo, it's our ten intention to, I guess, get a little more professional with it or, you know, get like professional work in terms of a good, good lighting, multiple cameras, actually get some like recordings, uh, like video recordings. So that'll be that'll be good, like in the future. You know, the old saying, the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago. 
and the second best time is now. I look at it as this is the now part of that uh, equation because we've lost a bunch of guys that that we don't have their stories anymore. And uh, you'll you'll find, and I, I hope that with this sort of little hit right here and people hearing it and knowing what you guys are doing, you'll start to see guys pointing fingers like, hey, you need to talk to this guy. You need to hear him tell this story. You need to, you know, stuff like that because – I think a lot of guys are like me. Don't think they did anything. You know, it was just, I was just a guy, but then all of a sudden somebody goes, Oh no, you need to tell them that story about the time that you did, or you were there when this happened. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there. I got down a rabbit hole. You guys should look at sometime. I was looking up an accident uh, an aircraft accident, a helicopter accident. And and I found a website called, I don't know, it's like USAF Rotorheads or something. And it's just a list of all these incidents, just things that happen, helicopter crashes. And there's ones in there that I knew about PJ stuff, but then there's ones that I didn't. And it's like, how did I not know that? How did I not know that this guy was in a helicopter crash? Like I was on active duty. <laughs> I sure, I sure thought I would have heard about that. And maybe I did at the time, and, and it just goes out of the back of your mind because it everything's coming at you like you're you know like a fire hose when you're in. It's hard to extract some information from PJs because I we truly do embody silent professionals. But one thing in particular is a constant in our interviews is Charlie. And in 2021, yeah. there was obviously a little bit of uh, contention with Charlie's uh, absconding. Obviously, that's not going to happen again, but he will be present. He will be present. If if there was one thing, we we spend more time in our board meetings talking about Charlie than we do anything else, than any in any one other topic. I would love for the young guys to keep Charlie around. I'm I'm the youngest guy on the board, and I love him. I had so much fun, but we never took him by force. And that seems to be the new way. And that's not the rules. I mean, you can read the rules. The rules of Charlie say that he has to be taken with stealth. Whatever that means to you, it's it's not stealing him in front of a room full of guys, you know, and their wives. And you start looking at, you know, Barb Kelly and some of these women that are, they're just widows that show up. And some widow is going to get knocked over. And I can assure you, if you hurt one of these ladies, we're, we're going to come down on you like a two-ton heavy thing. That's the, the, So I want to keep him going. I just think it's better when he gets stolen. And, and if you guys want to hear a cool story about Charlie getting stolen by stealth, you have to talk to Roy Taylor. Roy Taylor stole him from a hangar. And you don't have to ask him how he did it. I just know he stole him from a hangar where Charlie was under canopy hanging over the top of a U2. And the U2s are guarded 24-7 when they're on the ground. They got rivet counters walking around them with M16s, and somehow or another they were able to steal him. They've got some of those other stories where he got stolen in Guam one time. There was like There was one guy who was TDY there from somewhere in the Far East. 
And he broke into the section and stole Charlie because that's how you're supposed to do it. And they're like, ah, he can't leave the island. It's not that big. It's 15 square miles. We'll get him. And uh, what they didn't account for, and I don't know who that was. I remember who was that. But whoever did it boxed him up and took him to the U.S. post office and mailed him out. You can't, like, tampering with the U.S. mail is a federal offense. So he was totally in the clear. Like, that is the kind of stuff. The Talk to the retirees that stole him out of the two, the 23rd down in, in Hurlburt Field. The, the same little old ladies that I'm talking about, they stole Charlie from the 23rd. Classic. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And I, I mean, boy, if... If we could go back to that and just let him get off the property. And then if you guys want to have a knockdown drag out, uh, that's fine. It's not in the spirit of Charlie. The spirit of Charlie is he moves around. He doesn't get retired because the last thing in the world we want to do is see him put under glass. Absolutely. I think that's a good thing to get, you know, put out to the community. (laughs) Especially from the the last uh, reunion shenanigans. And I think a hard and fast rule is, during official pararescue events, he is completely off limits. Right. Till the end. Till he's gone. Not not till the last five minutes. It's until he's gone. Don't replay the tapes. You you might see something from us. But uh that was last year. I, I'm going into my second back I've, surgery. <laughs> I've got I've got the tapes. I I knew what was happening when Sonny wasn't there. When 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 they start making it because they were given that little award to Sonny because I said that rodeo competitors should be uh, commended for staying out all night and I mean you got to train the way you fight <laughs> so the you know Sonny and I forget who his teammate was uh, but they were you know those Alaska guys they were out all night they were closing down the hospitality room. And when I said, you need to, you need to recognize that. And so when he wasn't there and I just see the rump, you know, the rustling behind the curtain, I knew it was up. It's, you know, we all just kind of were like, okay, back up. That's not, not going to end well for anybody. And it didn't, it didn't end well for the association. It cost us, uh, you know, cost us some money. We had to hire attorneys. We had to make a settlement. That that's not what the association's about. No, not at all. I mean, that takes money away from people that need it, you know? Right. And, and yeah, that, that sucks. And I also think it's important that we don't like provoke any more shenanigans because there's PJs out there that have never seen Charlie. And I think we're doing a good job at trying to maintain this idea that, hey, during these reunions and like, what is it, funerals and graduation? Graduations, that Charlie will be there. And that's amazing because it gives everyone an opportunity to actually see him. But if we right. continue to do this kind of stuff, you know, that may not happen in the future. Right. I agree. I mean, that's, that's, and that's the way it should be. You know, he should be there. And I, I can tell you for sure at Tucson, him being there unmolested for the whole week, I talked to more, probably a hundred people that said, I've never, I can't even imagine like him just sitting here and uh, they're, you know, getting to pick him up and take pictures, you know, back in the day, you, you know, you just didn't get to see him. 
he gets locked up and he stays locked up. You mentioned how, you know, with us doing this, there's guys out there that either they have a story or they know a buddy that has a story. And, you know, our mission is to capture those stories. So I just wanted to put out our email and like, just have a way for guys to contact us. If, if they have, um, you know, a put a reference or, or a story themselves that they want to share. It's madcat.pod at gmail.com. And then also, so next week, Thursday, Friday, we have our windows with the media company. So, you know, that's when we're actually going to get the video recordings. But anytime turn, during the reunion, if there's, you know, I imagine when uh, the hospitality room is, you know, in full force, guys are going to have stories flowing. So we could always be prepared. And uh, whenever there's time or opportunity to get some good stories, we'll be, uh, we'll be there. So just let us know. Cool. Yeah. Well, Hey, thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. We'll, uh, we'll chop it up. We'll, we'll uh, put this out on Monday and uh, hopefully get some good, some good SA for people to uh, come to the rodeo with. Well, we're excited to have you guys there and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Right on. Thanks, Steve.